0: Main standing brother Duplessis is gonna come at this time, and he's gonna sing for us,
1: brother Duplessis. Yes, sir. That's what brother Looper
2: said.
0: I got the wrong message but I'm flexible I can be twisted around about anyway I got to have my organist to help me I have my own special you can be seated (laughs) well ain't God good I'm thankful I had good, strong parents that yes, I didn't always do what I should, but I didn't end up in jail either. Yeah. I got a thing in the mail the other day telling me how wonderful marijuana is, and uh, I could uh, you know buy it and all of that kind of junk. I was reading in the paper about it they said as a Pentecostal preacher coming from California. And, they caught him over in Houston, and he had some marijuana, and he had a bunch of those cookies that was baked with marijuana in them. The marijuana was only sent send him to prison for a couple of years, and the cookies would send him for 99 years. And that just didn't seem like a good uh, a trade-off. <clears throat> and he was telling about how that he had polio when he was little, and so he had to uh, take that to help him where he could stand the pain, and uh, but I got a better deal than that. Amen. It won't get you put in jail either, and it's by His stripes ye are healed. And I'm in this because I want to be. I'm a, I'm a prisoner of love. Prisoner of love. When I came to Jesus, I settled in all I gave Him.
3: <laughs> Neither fear nor persuasion could draw me to Christ, but His love has captured my soul. I'm a prisoner of love A slave to the master I willingly toil Through the heat and the cold Well, I seek no reward In this world below For a payday will come <coughs> When the pearly gates unfold Well, He holds me Secure with His love Strong and true Well, I'm happy His servant. To be well in bondage to Jesus forever, I'll stay, or my soul doesn't want to be free. I am a prisoner of love, a slave to the Master. Will I willingly toil through the heat and the cold? Will I seek no reward in this world below? For my payday. When the pearly gates unfold. Well, when I came to Jesus, I settled it all. Well, I gave him my life to control. Neither fear nor persuasion could draw me to Christ. But His love has captured my soul. Well, I'm a prisoner of love. I'm mean, in this because I want to be a slave to the master. Well, I willingly toil. Through the heat and the cold Well, I seek no
2: reward
3: Well, in this world below But a payday will come Oh, yeah When the pearly gates unfold Now listen to this. Well, he holds me secure with his love, strong and true. Well, I'm happy his servant to be. Well, in bondage to Jesus, forever I'll stay. Well, my soul doesn't want to. Be free. Well, I'm a prisoner of love, oh yeah. Well, a slave to the master. Well, I willingly toil through the heat and the cold. Well, I seek no reward in this world below. For my payday will come
0: when the pearly gates unfold. And believe me when I say that there will be a payday. Someday. I remember Dr. R.G. Lee, who is pastor of the largest Baptist church in New Orleans, he preached a sermon over 200 times about payday someday. And one day I was looking for something to preach, and I couldn't get my mind all wrapped around something, and I tried to preach that same thing. There will be a payday someday. Amen. It doesn't matter what we have here, how much money we have. It means absolutely nothing. Amen. God has paid me so wonderfully, fabulously, far more than I'm ever, than I'll ever be worth. God has blessed me financially, materially, with material things, but they mean absolutely nothing. But I tell you, I have a payday that I'm working for. And I'm in this because I want to be. I'm in this willingly. God bless you this morning. Glory, 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 glory.
2: Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
1: Let's have Brother Luper this morning. Lord, praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. amen. Thank you, Brother Duplissy, for that song. I got a text from Sister Jennifer Falwell this morning and requested that he would sing that song for her mother, uh, Sister Teacher Jan McKinney. Let's pray for her. Uh, she's not doing well at all. Let's pray for that family that God would help and strengthen them. And uh, it doesn't matter how long you have to prepare or to get ready. Death is very cruel. And uh, we're never ready to say goodbye. But let's pray for them today and ask the Lord to help and strengthen them. It's good to see everyone that's in the house of the Lord today. And uh, I'm glad that I'm in church. You can be seated for a few moments. And uh, I'm glad that you're in church I promise you, church, wouldn't be any fun if I had to do it by myself and you didn't show up. But I'm glad that you're here today. We're thankful for uh, the Sunday school banquet last night. I was not uh, there last night, did not attend. But uh, i seen some of the decorations. I think it was Friday or Thursday evening. And uh, I know it looked great. And I was talking to my wife when I got home last night about it said they had a wonderful time. I want to thank Brother Derek and Sister Lisa especially for that and uh, doing such a great work and those who helped her. I've seen different ones and helped him. i um, seen different ones working over there. Thank you very much. How many kids had a good time last night? How many big kids had a good time last night? Amen. So thankful for our Sunday school department and uh, what they are doing. And if you have Sunday school children, children the age to go to Sunday school, get them there. If you have grandchildren, go pick them up. If their parents don't come to church, bring them to Sunday school. Amen. We can, uh, we can make the world a better place. Amen. Bringing them to church. Bring them to Sunday school and let them hear about the things of God. And uh, so we thank our Sunday School Department for that and uh, do appreciate it very much. Uh, Man, did y'all see all that concrete out there? Uh, Don't look over the mud, the rocks, and the gravel, and the big chunks of concrete. Look at that big, flat, pretty piece out there. And uh, it don't look like a whole lot, but that's a whole lot of concrete. And uh, we are thankful for Brother Jerry and uh, his men that are doing such a good job. We need to pray some of this rain off. I think they're calling for rain about three days this week. We don't need that. We need a little bit of dry weather to get that taken care of and uh, get the entrance poured where maybe next week we can uh, come over there and park on that side, hopefully. And, uh, but we're thankful for the progress that is being made and uh, thankful for uh, Brother Jerry and, and uh, how he is helping us. His family's helping us and taking his equipment taking off a time where he could be making a lot more money and uh, helping the church. I do appreciate that very much. I want to ask you uh, I know it's wet out here today, and, and so I cut down on some of our parking on the grass. I don't know how many did. We might have to have chains and trucks pulling people out today if you did. Um, but, But I ask you to be very careful. Uh, be very careful driving. We got people coming in and going out the same uh, areas, and uh, so it's got us all kind of compacted together a little bit. So be very careful. It's not a place to spin your tires. See how fast you can get out of the parking lot, but uh, we don't want any accidents. I ask you to be careful when you're walking. Uh, there is some rough places out there. There's some holes out there. There's some gravel. Uh, that's on the existing parking areas So be very careful with that As you're walking around out there And we don't need any accidents Young married outing There's a sign up sheet on the, on the uh, welcoming desk To sign up for that Don't forget they are serving tonight after church And uh, over in the gym They are serving for Bible quizzing And raising money for the quizzers and so that will be pizza and a salad, drink, and dessert for $6. So come over and support them if you don't want pizza and you don't want a salad and you don't want dessert, you don't want tea or water. Just give them $6 and go eat it somewhere else. Uh, and uh, so remember that. Also, um, they will be serving for Esther Conference, for the trip going to Esther Conference next Sunday. That will be after Sunday school. And uh, so we'll have the menu hopefully tonight on that. So good to see our guests that are here. And uh, good to see uh, Brother Dustin here able to be in church with us today. Good to see Brother Marvin here. We're praying for Sister Tammy asking the Lord to give her a complete miracle. The Lord has truly worked for her. We're thankful for that. And uh, good to see Brother and Sister Baker able to be in church today. Amen. Glad that they're in the house of the Lord. I see uh, a few guests. I don't have all of your names, so I won't call uh, the names of the guests today. But we're glad that you're in the house of the Lord. And uh, why don't all the home folks just give our guests a good hand clap today? (laughs) Praise God. Lord bless you. Let's stand for the reading of the word of the Lord. Let's go to Revelations chapter number 12. Revelations chapter number 12. Hopefully next Sunday. um, I'm not sure right now what I will be doing, uh, how I will be uh, finishing up this series on preserving the family and our Sunday school lesson. I'm not sure if I'm going to take Sunday service and preach about it or what i will be doing but whatever uh i i decide is the best way to finish it up we'll have those cds available now i know we have a lot of sunday school teachers that are raising children and uh i will have those cds available on the welcoming desk as soon as i finish up with that they are free to you and i want you to take it i want you to listen to it and uh, i feel like the lord has given me uh some things to give to you that would be a help to you uh, in raising your children. I'm, I'm interested. I am, I am really, really, really interested in seeing my family saved. Amen. More, that was pretty weak, but more than their success in life of being uh, money makers or being on Forbes' top 100 list, I would rather see them saved. Amen. Now, I'm not saying you can't make money and be saved. You can make money and be saved. Praise God. And, uh, but, but there are some things that comes first. And first is their salvation. I want to present this gospel to my kids. And I want to live this life before them in a way that they will desire to live it themselves. Amen. I don't want to, you can't, you can't present it to them and talk about it in a negative light, but we need to present it to them in a way that they want to live it. Amen. Revelations chapter number 12. How many wants to jump off into some deep prophecy this morning? Let's just go, let's go, let's go plunge into all of these dragons and, and all of these things and let's figure it all out today. Y'all ready for that? You're in the wrong church. I'm not going to do that. Amen. Revelation chapter number 12, verse number 10. There's a couple of lines here I want to take out of these scriptures to talk about what I feel like the Lord has laid on my heart for us today. And uh, I don't know how excited I'm going to get. We'll find out here in a few minutes, but I do feel like just, just for a moment, I know I preached Wednesday night, but other than that, has been a while since I preached here On a Sunday, and I'm not going to keep you long, but I do have something I believe that would help us this morning. Verse number 10, chapter number 12. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength, and the kingdom of our God, and the power of His Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused them before our God day and night. And when they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto the death. And I know that this is talking about some things in prophecy, and truly today this prophecy of the devil being cast down and being bound has not come to pass today. He's alive and well, and uh, he's deceiving and, and doing everything he can to destroy everybody. But they said, the Bible says, for the accuser of the brethren. I want to talk about that, and I want to talk about verse number 11, and it says, and by they overcame by the blood of the Lamb. And by the word of their testimony. The accuser of the brethren. But you can be an overcomer. Amen. How many is interested in being an overcomer today? Praise God. Lord bless you. Let's put our Bibles down. Let's lift our hands toward heaven. And ask God to help us today. God we need your help. I need the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I'm nothing without you. My faith and my confidence and my trust is in you. My hope is in you. I pray, God, that you would speak to your people today. Help us. Strengthen us, God. Give us help and direction from heaven today. And we'll give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. Why don't you clap your hands unto the Lord right now? <laughs> praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Lord bless you. You may be seated. It's good to see Brother Paul able to be in church today today. Miss him when he can't be here. Glad that the Lord is helping him believe in God to give him a miracle in his body. Amen. Amen. I want to talk to you from this subject. You can start over. You can start over. We are we are living in a world. I talked about it a little earlier this morning in Sunday school class. A world that is in trouble, a world that is distressed. I was listening to the news this morning, did not get my paper and, uh, <clears throat> come in a little late, but, but early this morning I was listening to the news and listening to the chaos and, uh, the displeasure and those who are happy and those who are not happy and, and things that are going on in society today. And it lets me know how, how glad I am that I have God that I can depend on. Amen. 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 Oh yeah, I forgot today. Man, y'all see me this morning? Y'all see this suit? Ain't that nice? Amen. Y'all, y'all bought that for me for pastor's appreciation back in October. That's the gift card that you got for me and I just got it. I thank you for that very much. Appreciate it. And I appreciate your love uh, for us and the work that we are doing. Thank you. Now let me get back to where I was. That was a father-in-law moment. My daddy always told me every time I'd preach, I'd start out and he'd say, Quit acting like duplicity and preach. I'm getting more like him every day. Man, my ducks laid eggs yesterday. It's a good day today. It's a uh, three-duck-egg day today. I'm going to get them crows. (laughs) But anyway, let me get back to my thought. The world is in chaos. The world has so many problems, and people, people have problems. And uh, how many times have you ever... You ever got in the middle of something? Uh, uh, just take this for instance, like <clears throat> playing a game or uh, a card game. I, I never, I never like to play card games, Uno, Sorry, uh, all of those other games. I, I, these these games that you had to sit down and think about it, and you you, you got a hand and you're playing it, and uh, those things make me so mad. I'd lose the Holy Ghost every time I'd play, uh, and so I just I just quit playing. People said, "Let's play dominoes," not me. I'll be throwing dominoes all over the room. Uh, I, I always like to play basketball. Basketball was a lot of fun to play. I like to play racquetball. Racquetball is a lot of fun to play. There's reasons why, because when you get frustrated, you can accidentally hit somebody. That's the way basketball is, and when you get frustrated in racquetball, you're standing behind them and they're in front of you, and you got a racket, and that ball is coming to you, and you can hit that little ball. And you get the picture. I think people that stand behind me get frustrated a lot because I come home with bruises all over my back where that ball has hit me, uh, but it just it just makes you feel better. I don't know what it is about it, but I, I have, I have played a few of those games before and, and I'd get mad and throw my cards on the table and say, let's start over. The reason why I wanted to start over is cause I messed up. And, uh, so it, it's a good time to start over. And you know, you know a guy that when you deal hands out that let's swap hands. We well, you'd be a goofball to swap hands with him. Because if he had a good hand he wouldn't be interested in changing hands. But there's many a times I've got in the middle of something and I just I just wanted to start over. I don't like to put things together. I can remember uh, brother Harvey, I've had him to put two two or three swing sets together for me. And uh I I've I've bought this stuff and it you know, I, I see the picture and I order it and it gets there and it's in a box. And I say that box is not as big as that thing ought to be, and I open the box and it 's in a million little pieces and and somebody wrote a a, a pamphlet of how to put it together that 's never put it together. They just draw a diagram, and they were on the other side of the world somewhere, and they don 't know how uh, how hard it is to put that stuff together so I I I don't I don't do that, and I told my wife when she'd buy stuff for the kids. I said, if you don't have enough money to get them to put it together before you leave the store, don't bring that stuff home in a box because I can't I can't stand to put it together. We we bought a a uh, air hockey table, and uh, my son-in-law is an engineer. He's smart. And uh, so I said, you're an engineer, you went to school, you smart, put my air hockey table together. I knew I couldn't do it. I'd be done, got a hammer to it. And uh, so, so he started. He got it out of the box. He got the top laid out there that was in one big piece. And he got stuff scattered everywhere. It stayed there for, I don't know, a couple of weeks or so. And I had to hire somebody else to come put it together. Now, that's how smart he is. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I admit right up front, I would have never got it together. I looked, I opened the box, took that little styrofoam off the top of it and looked at it and I said, not me, brother. That's too many parts. And, uh, so, I, I, I don't, I, there, there's been many a times I have, I've got the places now. Now, I like to put things together uh, that's kind of simple. And I look at the picture and I just try to put all the parts there like the picture says. And then I get to places I can't get that part in where it goes. And I go back and I look at the instructions and I have to start all over. You have to take that off before you can put that in. And you have to do this before you can do that. That's the reason why they have step 1, 2, Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Because there's an order that you have to do it. There has been times in life I wished I could go back and do things over again. I told about some of those things this morning of growing up, a teenager in my daddy's house. And if I could do it over, I'd, I'd be a much better teenager than what I was. I'd be much better to my parents I'd give them a lot less trouble than I gave them because I can see now, but there's some things you can't go back and redo. There's some things you can't go back and fix. I've had, I've had situations that, that was brought to me. I can't fix it. It's already done. There's things that have, that have been done that I can't fix. And there's things that you just, there's some things you can't get a redo over. There's been days that I've got up and it seemed like everything that could happen, happened. And everything went wrong. And I would like to go back and and just go back to bed and wake up again and, and do that day all over again. But you know what? A day is so precious and so valuable, we can never get a day back. And I've always said this. I heard it by... A radio talk show man back in Little Rock. And he would always say at the end of the day, when he was going off of the air, he said, I hope you've done something profitable today because it cost you a day of your life. And when you think about life and how short life is, I can remember when I thought I'm almost 46 years old. I know this front row is going, oh, good grief. That's ancient, and uh i can I can remember when I was a young person, I never thought I would turn thirteen, and I never thought that I would reach the the age of sixteen, and then I said, man it 'll be an eternity before I get eighteen. after that, it didn't make any difference but but i I thought how you remember how long a year used to be. Some of you that's about my age, you remember how long a year used to be? Some of you that's older, it's really not very long. But, but I can remember where a year seemed like it took an eternity from birthday to birthday. Man, I live from birthday to birthday. And, uh, but, but when you look back on it from this point and I'm looking ahead, it seems like, my goodness, you realize three months of the year is already gone? And then we're almost into the fourth month of the year. It seemed like just yesterday it was January the 1st. And you look back, where did time go? There's some things we would like to get back. And there's some things that we would like to do over. Amen. But there's some things that are just impossible to do over. But I want to tell you today about a God that is a merciful and a gracious God. That will give us a chance to make up for bad days. Amen. Amen. Some people look at God as big, bad, and gruff, and hard, and cruel, and hard to communicate with, and hard to talk to, and and somebody standing with a big hammer over the top of your head, waiting on you to mess up, where He can pound you on top of the head. But I come to tell you today, that's not the kind of God that I serve. I serve a God that has let me get up and redo. Amen. I've let, I serve a God that's let me restart again. I serve a God that said, I'm going to forgive you of all of your sins and your trespasses. You don't deserve the mercy of God. I don't deserve the mercy of God. I don't deserve God's grace, but I'm standing here as a representative of the grace and the mercy of God. Amen. Amen. I read a story I'll share with you here. This morning about the jaws of life the jaws of life is a tool that they use when there 's bad accidents to to help cut people free from the twisted steel and metal of terrible accidents. Some of you may be familiar with them I know some of you work in in uh, first responders and and so you 've seen them used before i I, I've been there after the fact. I've never really—I don't guess I can remember that I've ever seen one in operation. But I—I I know what they are. But the jaws of life are for terrible accidents. But—but there, when when somebody is involved in an accident, they don't go there with the tool to get them out and look in the car and try to figure out whose fault it was. It doesn't matter if they were on their phone and got distracted. It doesn't matter if they were drunk. It doesn't matter if they were high. It doesn't matter if they were looking down at their phone uh Texting. No one asks that question. They just get the jaws of life out and start cutting them out of the car. Amen. You see, there's some situations that we get ourselves into that it's nobody's fault but our own. There's some mess ups that we can't really blame on anybody. We can look around and say it's because of them, or because of that one, or because of them that I'm like I am, but there's some things that we look and we throw our hands up in the air and say it's nobody's fault but my own. There's been slip ups, there's been mistakes, there's been things that I have done, there's been there's been things that I have said that I can't blame it on anybody else. But but you know what? The great great thing about God is uh, God didn't look at me and say, okay, buddy, it was your fault. So I'm going to let you lay there and bleed to death. He didn't ask me, well, was you doing this? That's the reason why you're in that situation. But God just took the merciful jaws of life and cut me out and set me free. And today I am thankful that God is a God of restarts. Amen. God is a God that will allow you to Start all over again God's a God that will Give you a clean slate all over again Hallelujah Hallelujah Now I know some of you I know some of you has never made a mistake. I know some of you has never had a slip up. Some of you, uh, those, those things that we call shoulder blades are, are really angel wings sprouting on some of you. And as I look today, I can kind of see halos hanging over some of your heads. Amen. Uh, but me, uh, I've made some mess ups. I've made some boo boos. I've, I've made some mistakes. I, I've done some things. I woke up and said, God, why? i do that, amen But you know what, when I went to an altar of repentance Amen, I knelt my knees down at the altar God didn't say, boy, it's your fault He said, you're my child I'm here to pick you up I'm here to give you another opportunity I'm here to set you free from sin I'm not giving us a license to sin at all But I'm telling you, just because you come up short, just because you disappointed yourself, just because you disappointed God, that doesn't mean you're finished. That doesn't mean you're over. God can take the mercy jaws of life and cut you out of the wreck and the ruin and the turmoil that you're in. David, David was a man... A great king, known as the greatest king of Israel. The kingdom flourished under the leadership of King David. The glory of God, the ark of the covenant, was brought back under the kingship, the leadership of King David. Many, many great things happened under David's leadership. He killed giants. He killed thousands of men. He was a mighty warrior for the children of God. He led them. He instructed them. He was a guide. He was a ruler. He was an overseer. But one day, he was looking over the balcony of his royal palace and he sees a temptation. And he commits horrible sin. Number one, lust. Number two, adultery. Number three, a child out of wedlock. Number four, murder. Now, I don't know about you, but that's about as far as you can go. Amen. That's pretty bad. That's, That's pretty rough. That's pretty tough. That's pretty sad. For a man that is so great to fall so low. Life continues on. But one day, God sent Nathan the prophet in. And he comes in to to David and he begins to tell him a story about a man that had one little lamb. David's anger was kindled because really he was a good man. And he felt for the man that had been robbed and taken from. And he said, this evil man must pay for what he has done. And Nathan looked. David had the power to take Nathan's head off. The preacher looked and he said, King David, thou art the man Instead of David getting angry and David trying to justify what he had done. I come to tell you today, the way you respond, Amen, when God starts ringing that old bell, amen, of your conscience saying, hey boy, it's time to get closer to God. Hey girl, you need to move up closer to God. David fell on his face before God and God gave him a new start. Sure there was consequences But God gave him another chance And at the end of it all David was known as a man after God's own heart You can start over it doesn't matter And as I look at the church And I say this at the dedication of every child That we dedicate. Young people make mistakes. Can I get a witness? Old people make mistakes. Amen. But but I want to tell you, we can be so critical and so hard. We can be so judgmental until it comes to us. But the Bible tells us that He will not forgive you until you forgive your brother. You've got to learn how to forgive. And most of all, you've got to learn how to forgive yourself if you're ever going to be successful in living for God. The accuser of the brethren... The Bible said there is an accuser, oh slew foot himself, that always reminds you of your mistakes, that always brings up your shortcomings, that always brings up every failure, every fault, every problem that you've ever had in life. How many has ever been reminded of something you did 20 years ago? How many's ever been reminded of something you did 30 years ago? The devil's always putting it up in your face. The devil's always telling you, you failed, you made a mistake, you did this. Some of you is being reminded of what you did yesterday and what you did last week and the failure and the mistake. But I come to tell you today, he's just an accuser of the brethren. What you need is mercy. And what is here today is the mercy and the grace of God. You can get back up. You can live for God. You can serve God. You can make it You don't have to quit. You don't have to fall out. You don't have to backslide. You can be what God wants you to be. Do you think, do you really think, do you really believe that David never thought about what he had done after he got forgiveness? Now, I don't know about you. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of controversy, I guess, about this and what Paul's thorn in the flesh was. But could it have been his life before Christ? Knowing that he was there when they stoned Stephen. And he watched on in pleasure as a man of God was stoned with stones while he held their cloak and applauded them what they were doing. Could it be that he went with the decree to kill all the Christians? And that tormented him and haunted him, no matter how great a man that he was. And he said, God, take that away. There's things I wish that God could wash from my memory. There's things that I wish that God could take from me, that it would never cross my mind again. Mistakes and failures and heartaches and shortcomings. But you know what? What we have got to believe in is that when we go to the altar, we may never forget and the accuser may keep bringing it up. But when the accuser brings it up, we can say we have overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. It's not by our right. But it's by the blood of the Lamb. Thank God for the blood. 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 I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood. I know it was the blood that saved me. Oh, one day when I was lost, He died upon the cross. I know it was the blood. The accuser keeps throwing it up in your face. The accuser keeps saying you're a failure. Remember when. Remember when. Amen, but what you need to do is you need to stand up in the accuser's face and say, by the blood of Jesus Christ, I have been washed. I have been cleansed. I have been set free. I have been changed. I'm not what I want to be, but I'm not what I used to be. I'm not where I want to go, but I'm not where I used to go. Thank God for the blood. Woo! Hallelujah! Somebody clap your hands unto the Lord right now. Somebody shout unto the Lord with the voice of triumph. If you're really thankful for the blood, if you ever used the blood, if you ever been forgiven of sins, why don't you worship God? Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Hallelujah. Amen. The word of God tells us in John, first John, chapter number two, verses number one and two. It says, my little children, these things I write unto you that you sin not. Christ has never given us a license to sin. Amen. He said that you sin not, period. That's all. I don't want you to sin. Don't sin. Don't you dare sin. But if it would have stopped there, we would all be in trouble. He said, and if any man sinned, we have an advocate with, with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. Amen. He is a perpetuation for our sins and not ours only, but for also the sins of the whole world. Amen. Can I tell you, God's not short on His mercy. God's not short on His grace. The accuser that is accusing you and telling you you can't start over. The accuser that telling you you're too far gone. The accuser that's saying God has nothing left for you. He's a liar. He's a liar. He's a liar. He's a liar. The blood of Christ is able to cleanse you. The blood of Christ is able to wash you. The blood of Jesus Christ is able to give you a fresh start. Amen. Peter, the great apostle Peter, The one that had the revelation of the mighty God in Christ. The one that Jesus looked at and said, I'm going to give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. The one that Jesus looked at and said, Peter, flesh and blood have not revealed this unto you, but my Father, which is in heaven. The one that had the promise to preach on the day of Pentecost. Found himself denying Christ not once, not twice, but three times. Can you imagine what he felt like? The Bible, this is one of the saddest scriptures in the Word of God. After Peter denied him three times, he was standing in eyesight of Jesus. The Bible said, then Jesus looked at Peter. Can you imagine what he must have felt like? Oh God, what have I done? Have you ever done something and then it dawned on you? Oh God, what did I just do? What just happened to me? What just come over me? What just controlled me? What's got a hold of me? Can you imagine Peter as he looked in the eyes of Jesus? And he said, I've followed you for three and a half years. And it's come down to this. I denied you. There's no hope for me, the accuser says. You're finished, Peter. Remember all those promises? I'm sure there was a playback going over in his head. Thou art, Peter, and upon this rock, I will build my church. Going over in his head and the accuser said, Ha ha! That was then, but this is now. You've done messed up, boy. That's what he meant then, but you've gone too far now. You're done. You're over. It's finished. You're history. You're no good. You might as well go out and do the same thing that Judas did. What was worse? You be the judge of sin this morning. What was worse, what Judas did as betraying him? what Peter did by saying, I don't know Him. It doesn't say that Judas ever cursed. But Peter cursed. And said, I'll show you. I don't know Him. I'll use foul language describing how I do not know Him. What do you think he called Christ? How do you think he described Him? And then he sees those eyes. But you know what? It wasn't judgmental eyes. But it was something in those eyes said, Peter, there's still hope. Peter, there's still hope. Don't quit now, Peter. I'm not through with you. I told you you was going to have problems. But in the midst of your problems, God's going to help you. I told you this was going to happen. But it determines on how you react. To what you have done. I've come to tell somebody, yeah. The accuser says quit. The accuser says it's too late. The accuser says it's too far. The accuser says it's too much. But I come to tell you today, the eyes of Christ says, Come back. There's still mercy at the cross. There's still help at the cross. There's still forgiveness at the cross. We know the story, how the story goes. We find Peter standing up with the other disciples in Acts chapter 2. When they asked men and brethren, what shall we do? He said, repent, be baptized. He still had the keys after failure. God still let him have the keys and he opened the door to the New Testament plan of salvation. Repent. Be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And this promise is unto you and to your children and all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. As I close today, I want to share a story with you that I've read. About Derek Redmond. He was a runner as they play something this morning on the British sprint team. He was running in the 4x400 four four relay with his teammates. At the onset of the race, the team was moving nicely along the track. It looked like their goal was within reach. Then came the chains of the baton. It was handed off to Derek. It was his job as being the last man standing to bring home the gold medal. Being the last runner. He was running with all of his might. But as he turned the corner, he felt something in the back lower part of his leg right before his heel called an Achilles tendon. He felt it pop and he fell face first on the ground. Desperate in pain, he did what he could to scoot along, to crawl along the track, trying to make it to the finish line. You could hear a pin drop as all eyes focused on Derek squirming across the track, inching slowly forward. In the midst of this drama unfolding, a man sitting in the stands come out of the stands, climbed down the stands and went to the track where Derek was. One judge looked at the man and said, you got to get off of the track, sir. You can't be on the track. The man looked back and he said, The man that's laying on the track is my son. He reached down in the dust. And he picked Derek up. Put his arm over his shoulder. His arm around his waist. And together he carried Derek across the finish line. As the crowd applauded. They get the greatest applaud of all because someone come out of the stands to help someone who had fallen. As I look today and I apply this to our Christian wall, God, our Father is looking out the balconies of heaven He's ever-present in this place today. Our mighty God, our Savior, Jesus Christ. As He looks and He sees you struggling, He sees you as you have done things that you should not have done. You have fallen flat on your face instead of embarrassment. Instead, saying, Son, you could have done better than that. I had more confidence in you than that. I thought you was going to win the gold medal. I thought you had more in you than that. Instead of that, Jesus comes out of the stands. The accuser said, "Ah, I got you where I want you. You're finished. You're done. It's over. You'll never finish the race. You'll never see the end. You'll never hear Him say, well done. Everything that you finish, you're never going to accomplish every goal that you had in mind. You'll never make it now. But Jesus just shoves the accuser. Get out of the way, accuser. This happens to be my son. This happens to be my daughter. This happens to be my child. And He picks us up. He gets His hands dirty down in the clay of the track and He picks us up. And He holds us in His arms. How many has ever been picked up by God? And He says, You can start again. You don't have to end this way. You don't have to go on like this. You can start again. It's worth fixing. It's worth working on. I've seen God give marriages a second start. I've seen God give families a second start. I've seen God give young people a second start. I've seen God give His people a second start. And He says, come on, come on, don't stop now. You've got somebody cheering for you. You've got somebody coming out of the stands this morning. You've got somebody reaching down to pick you up today. As we all stand across this building, let's close our eyes, let's lift our hands. Let's talk to the Lord right now. They were made overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the Word of their testimony. Don't run from God! Run to God. Don't run away from God. Run close to God. I wonder this morning, is there anybody that the accuser's been accusing you? The accuser's been shoving you? The accuser's been reminded you of all of your faults and all of your failures and all of your shortcomings? Would you just like to step out from where you're standing and make your way to this front and say, Here I am, God. I know I'm a mess. I know I'm not what I should be. I know I've made mistakes. I know I've come up short. I know I've done things, God, I shouldn't have done. But here I am today, God. Would you please pick me up off the track? The devil has cut my Achilles tendon. I can't walk. I can't crawl. I I can't make it by myself, God. But you're my help. I'm falling on your mercy. I'm reaching for your grace. I'm reaching for your mercy today, God. Help me. If you don't know God and the power of the Holy Ghost today, the devil would tell you your life is not worth saving. I would tell you he's an accuser of the brethren. He's a liar. And the truth is not in him. God wants you. God loves you. God cares about you. God is reaching for you. God's love is there for you. Oh, He's here for you today. He can give you a new start. He can give you a new start today. He can give you a new new direction. He can give you help. You think there is no way, there is still a way in Jesus Christ.
2: Hallelujah! Hallelujah! From the cold. From the cold, dark wild.